Episode number 94. Welcome to the Getting Unstuck podcast, where you'll laugh, empathize, and learn how to turn your stuck spots into sources for energy and positive change. And now your host, the creator of the Stuck Method, Shira Taylor Gura. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you for joining me today. So a quick reminder before I begin that I am gifting one deck of consideration cards each month to a lucky listener. All you need to do is leave an iTunes review. And if you're like, all I need to do, I have no clue how to do that. Well, I've got your back. I created a step-by-step page on my website which includes screenshots to walk you through how to leave an iTunes review, whether it's from my podcast or someone else's podcast. I'll leave that link in the show notes. And next week, I'm going to announce February's winner. Okay, so at the end of last week's episode, I shared with you that I had two stories that I've been holding on to for a while, not because I was stuck on them for all this time, but because I wanted to see if they would if they would have somewhat of an ending before I shared them with you. And so both of the stories have an ending, although of course no stories really have endings as long as we are alive and our minds are working. But still there was somewhat of a resolution that occurred. And so now I feel ready to share them with you. I'll share one this week and then one the following week. Okay, so this story has to do with a member of my family. It's actually a member of my husband's family, and I received permission to share the story. It's important for me to share that with you, especially if you're a new listener. I do not share on this podcast any stories regarding specific people that can be identified unless they give me permission to do so. All right, so what happened? Last year, almost exactly to the day, I sent a WhatsApp message to the members of my husband's family. For those of you who don't know what WhatsApp is, it's an app that you can put on your phone. And if you live in Israel, like I do, you wouldn't survive if you didn't have it. Just kidding. But only kind of half kidding. WhatsApp is like an advanced form of texting. And you can put people into groups like the Gora family group or the parents of the 11th graders group. You know what I'm talking about. So I wrote in the Gora group, which consists of my mother-in-law, my four brothers-in-law, their wives, and some of my nieces and nephews who have cell phones, which in Israel, when you get to be like six years old, (laughs) you get a cell phone. No joke. Except in my family, of course, my son who is past bar mitzvah still doesn't have a cell phone. And I have to say, I'm quite proud of that. But I digress. So... I write a note, and it goes something like this. Let's get together and celebrate the February birthdays. Who's in? Now, let me explain. I grew up in a family where celebrating the birthdays with the entire family was a pretty big thing. I mean, it still is a big thing. But now that I'm living in Israel, it makes things a little bit more difficult because the rest of my family is in New Jersey. But if I were still living there, I can guarantee you that we'd be getting together for every person's birthday. 
okay? My parents would be there, my sister, my brother, their families. It's just what we do. Anyway, in my husband's family, it's not quite the complete opposite, but you can definitely say that birthdays are under-celebrated. Not only that, while my mother took on the role of getting the family together for holidays and birthdays, no one in my husband's family has taken on that role. And so I stepped into the role because I felt like if no one else does it, the family is never going to get together. It's not like we live so far apart, by the way. We live about 10, 15 minutes from two of the brothers and about 30 minutes from the other two. My mother-in-law and father-in-law, they're also about 15 minutes away. So we live in close proximity to each other, but we don't get together as often as I used to with my family. So my point is, I wrote the note to get together because my youngest son was turning seven and I had a nephew turning eight two days before that and a brother-in-law and a sister-in-law also celebrating birthdays in February. So one sister-in-law responded, great, set a date, invite us, we'll be there. Now, when I say she responded, she responded to everyone. It's not like email where you get to choose, you know, respond or respond all. When you respond within a group, everyone sees it. So everyone in the group saw that message. So I was just thinking I would see what worked for everybody else. But it sounded like my sister-in-law wanted me to just pick a date and then invite everyone. So I took a couple of days, spoke with my husband to try to figure out which night or which day we would invite the family over and celebrate all of the birthdays that fall in February. So far, so good. Until I receive a WhatsApp message from one of my brothers-in-law. Well, I mean, I didn't get it specifically. He sent it in the group. And it was a message inviting the family the weekend of my son's birthday in February to their house for a family celebration to celebrate his son's birthday, the one who's a year older than my son and whose birthday is two days apart from my son's. So my first reaction was like, huh? That's weird. Why would he invite everyone to celebrate his son's birthday when I already put an invitation out for the whole family to get together and celebrate all of the birthdays together? I was kind of stunned. I was kind of like confused or or maybe he was confused. Maybe he didn't understand my message. So rather than writing to him within the group, I wrote to him personally. I just wanted to get clarity. Did he mean he wanted to only celebrate his son's birthday or was he inviting everyone to celebrate all the birthdays at his house? I really didn't understand. So I wrote to him and I asked him and his response was, This is an invitation to celebrate my son's birthday. Yeah. So then I really was stunned. I felt like, I felt like someone stabbed a knife in my back. I was seriously hurt. But this is my brother-in-law, someone who I otherwise really like, and I certainly didn't want to have bad feelings about him or about his son. I shared the news with my husband, who kind of like, made a weird kind of face, like, hmm, that's interesting, but he didn't really have anything to say about it. I remember at the time, this was a year ago, okay, but I remember telling myself, 
This is a perfect opportunity to practice getting unstuck. It was an unfamiliar trigger. This never happened to me before with my husband's family, and I figured it was a good time as any to do the work. So S, I took a stop. I took several breaths. I just stood there in the kitchen holding my cell phone in my hand, and I just took a few breaths. T, I told myself I was stuck on hurt, and I allowed myself to feel hurt. I didn't cry, which is something I'm actually pretty good at, but instead I just noticed where I felt hurt in my body. I felt it in my chest and in my face. I bet I was stuck on other emotions as well, like disappointment and confusion, but but hurt was the one I worked through first. You, I uncovered what I was thinking. I believe my brother-in-law stole the carpet from underneath my feet, so to say. Is that true? No, I don't know if that's exactly what he did. I believe the family should always celebrate family celebrations as a family and not as individuals. Is that true, Shira? Mm, No, who's to say that that's what the family should be doing? I believe I put the invitation out there first, so it should have gone as I had planned. Is that true? Well, I did put a general invitation out there, but I didn't have anything specific, so maybe not. I believe my brother-in-law should have consulted with me before he did this. Yes, it would have been nice. It definitely would have been nice. It would have been less of a surprise. But should he have consulted with me? No, no, not necessarily. He's his own person. He's allowed to do what he wants. It's really none of my business what he does. I believe what my brother-in-law was downright wrong. Is that true? I don't know, because I don't know if I know the entire story. I believe that if we go to this family gathering, we won't end up celebrating my son's birthday as a family. Is that true? It might be true, but it might not be true. I don't know. I believe my brother-in-law only thinks about himself. No, I don't think that's true. I believe my brother-in-law doesn't care about my son and how he'll feel when he hears about this. No, I don't think that's true either. So I realized that some of my thoughts weren't 100% true, which is how I was able to move on to the next step. C. Consider. So I considered there was an explanation to this. And I considered I could ask my brother-in-law again if this is really what he wants, and would he reconsider? Maybe he didn't realize how much this would hurt me and my son. I'm not sure my husband had any feelings about this, so I'm keeping him out of the picture. Although I did consider asking my husband to talk to his brother. I also considered kids can voice their own opinions about how they want to celebrate their birthdays. I considered I'm not in control of my brother-in-law and I'm not his parent and I don't want to be. I considered anticipating something like this happening the following year, like 2019, and preparing myself for it. I considered finding another time for the family to celebrate my son's birthday. And finally, I considered 
My brother-in-law is a loving person, and his family invitation was not meant to hurt me or my son. So what I chose to take on was that my brother-in-law is a loving person and that he didn't mean to hurt us. I didn't ask my husband to speak with his brother. This was between my brother-in-law and me. I didn't need my husband to get involved. Finally, I considered reaching out to my brother-in-law one more time. I actually still have that WhatsApp message on my phone, and this is what I wrote. I'd love if we can talk. As you know, I tried to arrange the family to get together, and then you sent an invite, and now I'm trying to figure out when and how I can get the family together for my son. Are you sure this is what you want? Everything will be fine, whatever you decide. So he responded, It's important that you understand my side. My son requested that he celebrates his birthday without celebrating with others this year, and he wanted to invite the whole family. I did suggest we celebrate with everyone, but he wanted to be the quote-unquote king for the night. My son isn't a bad kid, and he really does think of others. He has no siblings, and it was important to him to celebrate alone, just like most kids do usually, I suspect. If you want to do something else at another time, that's your decision. If you plan something, we'll happily come. So, well, that was a nice response. We didn't end up planning anything because we knew the family wouldn't make an effort to do this the following week. I spoke with my son, who was a little bit upset, but I told him my process of getting unstuck, and I helped him through his stuck spot. I mean, he was only seven at the time. And this definitely wasn't an easy thing to get through, right? I mean, it's his birthday. All the family's together, but there would be no cake for him, no gifts, no attention. That's hard for a seven-year-old. But he did get unstuck with my help. There were some more things to consider that I didn't share in this podcast for the sake of confidentiality. So we went to the celebration. It wasn't a big party or anything, just a small house party. But the whole family was there, and everyone celebrated the birthday of this one boy. Cake, gifts, attention, and all. And as I sat there that night and more stuck feelings came back up, I got myself unstuck again and again. And then Kay, I held myself in self-compassion for having gotten stuck on hurt in the first place. I truly believe there was no ill intent here at all. It was just a matter of my brother-in-law doing what he believed was right for his son, creating a birthday party for his only son, his son's wish. I still don't agree with what happened, but that's really not the point or the principle here. The point is, my brother-in-law did not mean to hurt me or anyone in the family, I'm not sure he realized the impact of his actions. I have no control over him. And I don't want to hold anger towards a member of my family or towards anyone for that matter. If I hold anger towards him, I'm only going to hurt myself, not him. So that was last year, nearly to the day. And so, as you can imagine, this year I wanted to avoid that situation. So before I wrote to the family, I wrote this year to my brother-in-law first. Hey, I know the boys' birthdays are coming up in a few weeks. Do you want to try to do something as a family? Or 
Maybe you just want to come over, just you guys, and we'll keep it small. Or maybe you have another idea. What do you say? His response was, Thanks. This year we have other plans for that weekend. Thanks anyway. Again, that response felt like a stab in the heart, but because I had already done the work, I quickly considered he's not doing this to hurt me or my family. This has nothing to do with me. So I responded, okay, would you like to try to get together at another point in time? Or do you not want to plan something at this point for the kids' birthdays? I didn't hear back yet. This was two days ago. And I may not even get a response. And that's okay. I'm definitely not going to hold that against him. I know he's not trying to be hurtful by any means. So, my dear friends, I would love to hear what you think about this story. Family situations like this come up all the time. I know I'm not alone here, even though my story may be very specific. So I'd like to challenge you to bring to mind a family situation. This can be recent or very, very much in the past. A situation where you got hurt by someone in your family. Maybe someone said something. Maybe someone did something. See if you can picture yourself being hurt by that person. And my question to you is, can you consider they didn't mean to hurt you? Whatever action they took in words or non-verbally, can you consider there was no ill intent? This is not meant to condone their behavior. What it is meant to say is that they were doing the best they could with what they had at the time, and they did not mean to purposefully hurt you. It's just something to consider. And then my follow-up question, or rather it's not really a question, it's more of a teaching, is to say, if you were hurt by them, it's not because they hurt you but because you allowed yourself to get hurt. No one can make you feel anything. No one has the power to make you feel good or bad or happy or sad or loved or not loved. No one has that power over you. The only reason you feel any emotion at any time is because of your thinking about that situation. Case in point, in this story from last year, I got hurt, right? But my husband didn't. It was the same situation, same characters, same everything, but two different people, me and my husband. One got hurt, one didn't. Why? Because I had a lot of thoughts around what my brother-in-law did and my husband didn't, or at least he had different thoughts. That's it. My brother-in-law didn't hurt me because he can't hurt me. I hurt myself by taking what happened personally. And if I hadn't taken it personally, I would never have gotten stuck. This is kind of heavy, I know, but perhaps take some time to contemplate it. 
This is the work I do when I coach people one-on-one, and it's the work that we're doing in the online group program called The Getting Unstuck and Living Deliberately Journey, which you are invited to learn more about. I will share both of those links in the show notes. It's one thing to listen to this podcast. It's another thing entirely to take this work to the next level and apply it to your life. Okay, my dear friends, I would love to hear from you. Don't forget to enter the giveaway for a deck of consideration cards by leaving me an iTunes review. If you'd like to leave a comment about this specific episode or any other episode, you can do so directly on the podcast page of my website. I would love to hear your thoughts as always. Next week, I will share another story similar to this in that the story happened about a year ago and only recently was there a resolution that I can share with you. This one doesn't have to do with the family member, but rather with a friend. It's a really important story, so be sure to tune in next week. Thank you for tuning in today, and until next time, I look forward to getting unstuck with you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Getting Unstuck podcast. For more information on programs, workshops, and retreats, check out our website, www.shiragura.com.